the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre recorded. Yeah, but those are two words that can be used to justify a lot of things. Um, you wouldn't think someone would be able to come up with a yeah, but for a man pretending to be a woman who decided to flash his very feminine-looking fake breasts for the cameras while celebrating Pride Day on the front lawn at the White House. But that's what you got from CNN last night. The host is Allison Camerata. That's who you'll be hearing here. And the panelists are, first, Jay Michaels, who clerked for Merrick Garland, and then Jessica Washington, senior reporter for something called The Root. Okay, does anybody here think it's not inappropriate to take off your shirt at the White House. I mean, do we all agree with the White House's stance on this or no? So I'm going to go out on the limb that you expect me to go out on (laughs) and uh, and say yes, but. Uh, So this clearly was inappropriate. The White House is correct. However, uh, we need to understand what this act was. For trans people, trans women, and trans men to be proud and comfortable in their bodies is an act of joy. It's an act of pride and an act of celebration. I'm not defending this particular this particular action. There's a time and a place for everything. The South Lawn of the White House is not the right place. However, we should understand first that this is an extremely powerful moment for trans friends of mine, for the trans community in general. Imagine feeling that you don't belong in your own body. Imagine experiencing gender dysphoria and imagining finally feeling comfortable enough to show your body in this way to to the world, to to your video, to your followers on Instagram. This is an extremely profound and powerful moment. Again, inappropriate, but it's not girls gone wild on Miami Beach. Uh, This was a moment of, of pride. Second, I don't want this to distract from what's really happening, which is tragic war on trans people in this country. Um, A new study just came out that said 41% of LGBTQ young people uh, between the ages of 13 and 22 have seriously considered suicide in the last year. That number is even higher for transgender people. And so while this was a misguided act of celebration, it was one in the context of a community that's under siege right now. I think one thing that concerns me is this idea that people who are oppressed have to be perfect 24-7. Every member of that group has to be perfect or we're going to be completely sidetracked. And we can't fight for the things that you're talking about, the mental health issues that are going on in this community, the fact that there is, you know, all-out war on just the existence of trans kids, trans adults, and the fact that we're so easily able to, you know, loop this all into one conversation is really troubling. It's this kind of respectability politics that every oppressed and marginalized group has had to deal with. Yeah, they're so oppressed that uh, and I can't even I don't have time to talk about every stupid point that was made by those two people there. But they're so oppressed that they were invited to the White House to take off their shirts on a day dedicated to them in the middle of a month dedicated to them when we're all reminded everywhere, every five minutes about how proud they are to be a member of this oppressed group. This is a group that still hasn't, uh, by the way, grasped the concept of overkill. Anyway, when we come back, uh, has the Biden administration been partnering with a radical anti-Christian group to target parents? And then in our second half hour, Donna Jackson from Project 21 Black Leadership Network on the indictment of the New York City subway Good Samaritan. Stick around. Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JND Waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And... By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. 
And JD Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax. They know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-354-2840. 800-354-2840. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. If you have an IRA or 401k, please listen closely. My name is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and New York Times bestselling author. Throughout my career, let's just say I've been in some hairy situations. And I believe right now the biggest threat facing Americans is they need to protect their wealth, which is exactly what I'm doing for my wife and six kids. And I believe the ultimate safe haven is physical gold and silver. You can protect your hard-earned retirement assets with a tax-free loophole that allows you to convert your retirement into physical gold and silver. The folks I use are Advantage Gold, and believe me, I've investigated the heck out of all types of people. Advantage Gold is the nation's highest-rated gold company. They have the best process, pricing, and service. If you want to get your free gold and silver investment kit, please contact Advantage Gold right now, and you'll see how easy it is to protect yourself with precious metals. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, if you belong to a group called Moms for Liberty or Parents Defending Education, you probably wouldn't think that uh, that your group would qualify as a hate group. But both have, uh, and the Biden administration would appear to agree. Tyler O'Neill is managing editor of The Daily Signal. He's also author of Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. And he's here to explain. Tyler, always good to have you. Thanks for coming back. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for, again for having me. So uh, let's start with the uh, SPLC, the Southern Poverty Law Center's hate map, and how those two organizations with pretty innocent-sounding names uh, got on it. Yeah, so the Southern Poverty Law Center uh, is famous for suing the KKK into bankruptcy. And they took the program by which they monitored the KKK and weaponized it against conservative groups, uh, branding many of them, you know, mainstream conservative and Christian groups, hate groups, and putting them on a map with the KKK. Uh, fast forward to last week, the SPLC decided, hey, why, why don't we put parental rights groups on the hate map? So now, in addition to mainstream conservative groups like Alliance Defending Freedom and the Family Research Council on the map, now Parents Defending Education, Moms for Liberty, Moms for America, these groups of moms and dads who just want to make sure that they have a say in their children's education and that they can keep 
explicit materials out of school libraries, these organizations are now put on the map with the Ku Klux Klan. And who, how many people are on that map? How many groups are on that map? <laughs> well, so the SPLC claims that there are uh, 1,225 groups on the map. Uh, but what's interesting about that is that the SPLC includes every single chapter of any organization on the map, even in cases where you know we know that an organization has dissolved its chapter model, like Act for America, and in some cases where the SPLC can't pin down exactly where in the state uh, one of these quote-unquote hate groups is active. So a lot of the organizations on the map are just listed as statewide. And who funds the Southern Poverty Law Center for them to do their good work? Well, I'm sure you'd be very surprised to hear that the Open Society Foundation, oh. uh, which you know is bankrolled by uh, George Soros, mm-hmm. has uh, has funded the SPLC in the past. But it's, I mean, this is an an organization that former employees said they were part of the con, and that it's, uh, you know, this is a masterstroke of the founders' fundraising talent to have a list of hate groups and a map scaring people into donating to the SPLC, because who can be trusted on hate other than the SPLC? And by the way, the SPLC says hate keeps growing and becoming more mainstream. And you know how they say that? They make it so that conservative groups are put on this hate map. And so um, uh, who do you suppose, or maybe you wrote a book about this, uh, Making Hate Pay, the Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Who's giving money? To, I, I know you say it's funded by a George Soros group, but where, who's, likely, who's the likely normal American citizen to send money to these guys? Yeah, well, a lot, a lot of Americans you know, who are well-meaning are taken in by the SPLC's um, but by the SPLC's fundraising tactics, by their, you know, their ability to say, look, these are hate groups and we're the ones fighting them. So uh, there, are, there are a lot of Americans who I think just don't know all of the scandals that the SPLC has. And if they did know, they wouldn't give to this organization. I mean, back in the 90s, the Montgomery Advertiser, the local paper where the SPLC is based, talked to a whole bunch of donors for the SPLC and mentioned some of the SPLC's, you know, just how wealthy this quote-unquote poverty organization is and uh, aired some of its dirty laundry. And the donors all said, oh, no, I'm never going to give to this organization again. And that was before the SPLC fired its co-founder amid a racial discrimination and sexual harassment scandal. And before it paid $3 million to a Muslim reformer who in, in a defamation lawsuit and before, you know, it, it's hate map led to a terrorist attack at the Family Research Council. And before one of the SPLC attorneys just got arrested on domestic terrorism charges in Atlanta. So, you know, this is this is a morally bankrupt organization, but. If, if you look at their Google results, if you see the way that the legacy media uh, covers them, and if you see you know, their extensive fundraising material, you can understand why a lot of Americans are still taken in by their con. So how is the Biden administration tied into this? Yeah, so the Biden administration has many ties to the SPLC. And one of the things that's most shocking to me, I mean, I'm sure you remember in 2021, the Biden administration had this thing with the National School Boards Association, where the NSBA drafted a letter comparing concerned parents speaking out at school board meetings to domestic terrorists and urging the Biden administration to use the Patriot Act against them. Well, it turned, and then of course the DOJ decided to issue a memo following up on that. Well, it turned out that the Biden White House had actually worked with the SBA, uh, the NSBA to draft that letter. And, you know, the NSBA decided to apologize and rescind the letter, and the DOJ rescinded the memo. But, you know, fast forward to, you know, two, a week ago, the SPLC goes against 
parental rights groups. And two days later, the Biden administration released an LGBT strategy thing where they're saying they're going to combat, quote unquote, book bans in schools. And they talked about the influence of hate groups. So I don't think there's a coincidence. We also have records showing that the woman who put Moms for Liberty on the SPLC hate map had met with a White House advisor in January. And there have been multiple meetings between SPLC staff and this White House advisor. Well, and of course, no, Biden, has not, Biden has not made a secret of his connections to the SPLC. He nominated an SPLC attorney to the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. And we, we saw the FBI cite the SPLC, uh, specifically the hate map, when it came to going after uh, Roman Catholics earlier this year. Yeah, they were those. The most dangerous uh, were the ones who were uh, interested in the Latin Mass, if I not if I remember correctly. <laughs> yes, uh, the SPLC called them radical traditional Catholic hate groups, <laughs> suggesting that they were anti-Semitic. I talked to the guy. It's interesting. I talked to one of the guys. Uh, on the hate map uh, under this designation. And he told me that some of the groups on that hate map that are, that are called radical traditional Catholic hate groups aren't uh, traditional Catholics, and some of them aren't in existence anymore. And one of them is just a convent who the SPLC decided was hateful because it follows a priest who was intent on converting Jews. Uh, to Catholicism. And he didn't actually spread anti-Semitism. He just wanted, you know, he just yeah. wanted to convince Jews that they should believe in Jesus. So, you know, this this is how how deceptive this organization is. Well, does what's happening between the Biden administration and the uh, Southern Poverty Law Center, would it qualify almost as a collaboration, even though it may be done secretly, if not almost secretly? Yeah, well, there, there are a few different potential explanations. Uh, I think the timing here is quite suspect, and I think there probably is some collaboration. So I decided, you know, I'm a journalist. I mm -hmm. decided to ask the White House and see if they would get back to me. And, of course, they didn't respond. Right. Uh, so I ran the story. But, you know, we have these connections between the White House and the SPLC, and we also have the timing of them coming out with these two reports that both put parental rights groups, you know, in, in the crosshairs for Democrats and for, um, you know, for those on the left. Now, man, many on the left have been demonizing these groups for a while. So it's not like this is coming out of a vacuum. Um, but I think the SPLC is often the tip of the spear when it comes to demonizing conservatives and, it wouldn't surprise me if the Biden administration wanted specifically to use them to go after these groups. Talking to Tyler O'Neill, managing editor of The Daily Signal and author of Making Hate Pay, The Corruption of the Southern Poverty Law Center. Um, and so do groups uh, and uh, even, I guess, politicians, media, uh, other people who, who don't like the Christian movement, you know, the usual suspects, they use an organization like the Southern Poverty Law Center to lean on for credibility in their quest to stifle the same things that the SPLC is trying to attack. In other words, um, that you can look at something called the Southern Poverty Law Center, and if you don't know what that really means, you can say, look, it's not just me saying that these groups are hate groups. Look, the SPLC says so. And, yeah, and, and, no, exactly. Yeah, go ahead. And if you if you Google many of the organizations on the hate map that are branded hate groups, you'll often find the SPLC results before you find the organization's actual website. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this this smear goes quite a long way. And a lot of conservatives like to say the, the SPLC is a joke. Well, I'm not laughing because I'm thinking it's. It's achieving its goals to a shocking degree. Well, how did it get to the point that it has this kind of um, power, influence? Yeah. So when you bankrupt the Ku Klux Klan, mm -hmm. uh, 
that gives you a lot of a lot of credibility. And I mean, Americans, <laughs> Americans remember and are very glad that the Ku Klux Klan, that most of the Ku Klux Klan uh, has been dissolved and, you know, put put in the rearview mirror. There are a few rogue chapters that still exist, I believe. But thank God I'm not seeing a lot of news reports of the Klan, you know, lynching people anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, when so the SPLC did that and the SPLC is just useful, I think, for a lot of Democrats. I mean, you, I've seen and I was frankly flabbergasted to see a bunch of very mainstream Democrats, I believe, including uh, Cory Booker and a few others, not just cite the SPLC in Congress, but also go and celebrate the SPLC's 50th or I think it was, yeah, 50th anniversary recently. And, you know, this, they, they like this group and they think that it's useful for their purposes. And the SPLC still does some good work. I mean, they, they do represent some poor people in the South, but Mm -hmm. they also, you know, have these, they represent these lawsuits that challenge conservative policies, that challenge uh, election integrity legislation, particularly. Um, so, you know, they are a leftist activist group in that sense, too. So it, this is, a, as you said, the organization gets its uh, first uh, notoriety from attacking and uh, destroying, basically, the Ku Klux Klan. So what happened? How long did it take for them to evolve from that into what they are now? And who and how did that happen? Yeah, so there there were three different phases in the SPLC's history. Uh, the first phase was the early years where they actually were focused on representing poor people in the South. Uh, then they decided to go after the Klan, and actually in 1985, the entire legal team quit en masse because they said, "Look, we we signed up to help poor people. We didn't sign up to bankrupt the Klan." Uh, which is a very interesting story in itself. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, they bankrupt the Klan and they make oodles and oodles of money. And, you know, there, there are these stories where uh, the founder, Morris Eves, will get a, a movie a movie deal and he'll be actually competing with this poor woman who the SPLC represented, who was also trying to make a movie about her story. And, you know, they get this multi-million dollar judgment against the Klan, and the Klan only had 50 grand to its name. So the, the poor bereaved mother gets 50 grand from the court. Meanwhile, she takes that money and pays it to the SPLC, which had given her a loan for the house in which she lived in. And the SPLC goes to its donors and says, hey, look, we've got a multi-million dollar judgment against the Klan. And they bring in millions of dollars, which, of course, the bereaved mother doesn't receive. Wow. Hey, I'm out of time. Uh, ty- uh, we're talking to Tyler O'Neill. I appreciate you coming on. People should check out your uh, piece at thedailysignal.com and, uh, and just be watching how the Biden administration seems to love the Southern Poverty Law Center. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, that's Tyler O'Neill. I'll be right back. SRN News, I'm John Scott. Another Republican joining the 2024 race for the White House. Miami Mayor Francis Suarez filed paperwork to launch his bid for the GOP Republican presidential nomination. He joins fellow Floridians Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis in the crowded primary field. The 45-year-old Suarez is the only Hispanic candidate in the race and is vying to become the first sitting mayor elected president. He has said he didn't vote for Trump in either 2016 or 2020, instead writing in the names of Senator Marco Rubio and then-Vice President Pence. Greg Clugston, Washington. The southern U.S. hit with multiple rounds of severe weather since the start of the week, and it looks like storms will persist into the southeast through the weekend. Large hail, strong wind gusts, and a few tornadoes are possible. The Dow is ahead 452 points now. The Nasdaq is up 178. This is SRN News. The recent bank failures are serving as a warning about how fragile our banking system really is. As millions of Americans panic, do you know what central banks are doing? 
Well, they're actually buying up gold at record levels. They're relying on it as a safe haven during these difficult times. That's how confident they are in the dollar. Hi, I'm Lance Wallnow, Christian author and evangelical leader to millions of people just like you. We're all Americans who want to protect our family's savings no matter what. I tell people the best option is to diversify their 401k or IRA into physical gold or silver with the help of Birch Gold Group. To see how it works, just text the word FAITH to the number 989898 to get a free information kit on gold IRAs. Look, there's no strings attached. It's not going to hurt you to take action now. So take the first step today and educate yourself. Get your free info kit when you text FAITH to 989898 right now. And I pray you and your family are greatly blessed. AM 1250, The Answer. AM 1250, The Answer.com. Hugh Hewitt, The Hugh Hewitt Show. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. The governor of North Dakota is Doug Burgum, and Doug Burgum wants to be president. He's running, and a lot of people are taking him very seriously indeed. Doug Burgum joins me on the next Hugh Hewitt Show. Hugh Hewitt, tomorrow morning at 6, right before Mike Gallagher at 9, at AM 1250, The Answer. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service master. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk, and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major your investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W223CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart or Odyssey. AM 1250. The answer. Weather. Cloudy skies tonight, couple of showers and a thunderstorm late. Tonight's low 57. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sun, couple of thunder showers. Tomorrow, we'll see a high of 70. Clear to partly cloudy tomorrow night with a low of 52. Mostly sunny Saturday, breezy and pleasant. We'll reach a high Saturday of 78. Sunday, sunny to partly cloudy skies to wrap up the weekend, the high 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. A New York uh, a New York grand jury indicted Daniel Penny on charges of second-degree manslaughter yesterday. He's the guy who decided to protect the people on a subway who were being threatened by a homeless drug addict named Jordan Neely, who was saying uh, he was ready to go to jail, had ripped off his jacket, and was getting in people's faces. And, of course, Neely died after Penny put him in a chokehold. Donna Jackson is membership director for Project 21, Black Leadership Network, and she joins us now. Donna, thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. So, um, as everybody knows by now, Daniel Daniel Penny is white, and Jordan Neely was black. Should anybody be surprised that New York City's DA, Alvin Bragg, wants to see Penny go to jail? Uh, they shouldn't. You know, woke uh, the woke mob is is actually the new law in this country especially in New York City, um, he fits the narrative. And the narrative is that white men are a danger to black men, irregardless if that black man is committing a crime or if he's threatening people's lives. And so because of the pressure from the so-called civil rights leaders, which um, I question that title, um, there he put this case before a... Uh, 
grand jury to indict him for murder for, guess what, protecting himself and the passengers, which, as a Marine, he swore to do. Now, the real danger was to the passengers and to himself. But that doesn't matter, because as long as he's a straight, white, patriotic male, he's guilty into proven innocence. And in New York City, that means he's guilty, period. Well, yeah, that's... I mean, this is the same parallel as what they're doing to Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned it in New York City. That means he's guilty, period. Uh, I hope he has some really good attorneys because he's going to be um, – He's going to be tried in front of a New York City jury. Uh, how do you like his chances? You know, I am sad this day in this country that we're doing, we're seeing this kind of injustice happening because these people and, and these liberal, elite white liberals and black liberals for that matter, who will just circum and decide that we need to punish people at any cost, punish white people at any cost, even if they're innocent. And that's what they're doing right now. Their so-called equity means I need to punish you for something that I proposed happened hundreds of years ago in the name of equity. And I hope, I just hope on appeal, that he wins because this is a sad day. And the the problem is I'm afraid that this is a trend that might happen everywhere. And, you know, Martin Luther King, they love him, right? They love to say, you know, quote his, you know, repeat his quotes. And injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. And that's what we're seeing now. This is an injustice. And we, the American people, need to be outraged. Al Sharpton said uh, that Penny's arrest is, quote, just step one in getting justice for Jordan Neely. Should anybody be surprised that Al was on the case in front and center within about 15 minutes of the story breaking? No. I mean, Al Sharpton Sharpton hasn't. The only thing Al Sharpton cares about is Al Sharpton. He hasn't cared about anybody but himself and enriching himself. I'm sure it was uh, elite white liberal donors who told him to say that. And the problem is that these people have just become another arm of the DNC who are terrorizing communities. You know, Alvin Bragg hasn't indicted or arrested any of the people that are causing these crimes that are making New York City unsafe. So you can... Go into a store, shoplift in day in the daylight. You can commit a felony and harass people on the street. And guess what? You get out the same day. In fact, if the police even show up, he won't charge you. But if you're defending yourself against someone who said they don't care if they kill you, then you get indicted. So, you know, the, it's the criminals that are they're more concerned about while innocent people have to be terrorized. And that's why people are leaving New York City. And I don't blame them. But what I don't want to see is this kind of injustice. We need the law to be the law and work for everyone. Um, And this is wrong. Neely's father and aunt, both of whom somehow were okay with him being homeless, I guess, um, they hired an attorney His name is Lennon Edwards, and here's his quote. Uh, The consequences of manslaughter is manslaughter, too, is 5 to 15 years. Ask yourself, is that enough? Is that enough for someone who choked somebody out on the train and took their life? That kind of leaves out a lot of the details, doesn't it? It leaves out all of the details. The fact that he was the threat. He was the threat to other people's lives. But, of course... You know, the criminals are the ones that are defended in this country now, and it's so wrong. Um, but, you know, of course, they're looking for a payday, and unfortunately, they probably will get it from the city. So the next thing you'll see is this big civil lawsuit against the city of New York because their criminal 
family member was actually engaged in criminal activity, but they're going to get paid for it. We're talking to Donna Jackson. She's membership director for Project 21 Black Leadership Network. Um, And I'm wondering, uh, Donna, if, well, by the way, one of the people who was involved in keeping uh, uh, Jordan uh, Neely restrained is a black man. Um, And I'm just wondering if, Neely had been choked by a black man, would we even be having this discussion right now? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, you can, if it's a black on black crime, it doesn't fit the narrative. Nobody cares. It's only if it's a, they feel like if there's a white man and a black person involved, that's when they see criminality because that's what they can fundraise off of. And that's unfortunate that this is what we're seeing today. So they don't care about kids getting shot, going away to school. They don't care about kids in safe, unsafe communities. They only care about pushing one narrative and one narrative only. White men are a threat to, no, straight white males, Christian or patriotic, are a threat to the American system. And that's a shame. But, um, Martin Luther King would be ashamed. Martin Luther King would be ashamed mm-hmm. that we, he did all of this work to see what we're experiencing in this country today. He would be ashamed. Well, is it? I don't know if I, I think the word racist racist is thrown around way too much, and I, I even hate to use it unless it's really appropriate. But um, could you make a case that it's racist? for uh, people to, when they see uh, a situation like this and the and the black person is the quote-unquote victim and the white person is the perpetrator, in this case, you know, there are other, in, there are other um, issues involved, the self-defense and all that. But, I mean, when you see a black man suffer at the hands of a white man, that it, even if the white man is guilty of, of uh, committing a crime— the discussion immediately centers on, well, this he did this because he's white and the other guy is black and he's a racist. You you might find a guy who's a, a really hardened criminal but might not be racist at all. But if he if he's a white guy and he kills a black guy, that that is superimposed on the whole thing and it actually becomes more of the topic than the actual crime that was committed. And that's the problem. Because now, all of a sudden, that's the only narrative. That everything you do is because you're white and you're evil and you're not capable of anything else. The thing is here. Everybody is capable of good. Everybody is capable of evil. And we shouldn't just assume that because there's a certain uh, outside appearance that that's the prevailing narrative or the reason why it's happening. And it, because this is so dangerous, it's really dangerous because now everybody that walks down the street runs the risk of being a suspect, even if before they even commit a crime or even if they never commit a crime, they're already considered a suspect. And that's a problem because People are supposed to be presumed innocent. But now it's you're presumed guilty until we can prove that you're innocent. And that's becoming more and more difficult in this environment. And it, 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 for to assume that if uh, Neely had been white, a white person um, doing exactly what Neely was doing, that Penny... His reaction would have been different. That he would have allowed a white person to say the things that that uh, that Neely was saying and and t- ripping his jacket off and getting in people's faces. That he would have just sat there and let it go because he would have said, "Well, he's a white guy. I'll let him alone." It's 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 not even it's just it's not just uh, racist. It's just really stupid. No, I don't think that that would have been the case. He was a marine. He was trying to protect right. people from anyone. And so I don't think that that would have been the case. Yeah, but I mean, people in, in, in military, people in, in the police department, they put their lives on the line 
for people they don't even know. You know how hard and difficult that is? Yeah. It's people in people's own family that don't do that. And they don't want to do that. They want to go home. Mm-hmm. They want to go home and see their families. And so they wouldn't do that. And, you know, if it was reversed, this is a sad thing. If he, Penny would have been black and the Neely and the person that died would have been white, you know what the media would have said? It was good for him that he died. And it would have been on to the next story. He wouldn't have been indicted. We wouldn't be seeing what we're seeing today. And that's the saddest thing at all. And um, how do you fix that? You know, we, 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 we have to keep speaking out about it and saying, wait a minute, we should not be judged by the color of our skin. Despite the fact that civil rights leaders are saying that's the only way you should be judged. The law has to apply to everyone the same. The law is the law, not the person who, uh, the color of the skin of the person that you assume. Because right now, what you're seeing is not the law. You're seeing politics play out. Mm -hmm. Politics is overtaking our law. And it's about time. But I think that people on both sides should see this as a danger. They really should. So, you know, I'm always thinking of this. I, you know, I, don't, I'm like, I bring Bible up sometimes, but I always remember, you know, Malachi, when he talked to Queen Esther, and he said, what makes you think you won't be met? <laughs> if they're doing this for to you, and you think, I'm just going to sit back because, of, you know, I'm not going to get involved. I'm not going to do anything. You're going to be next. And so we have to stand up for right, irregardless if we're involved in it or not. And so that's why we thought this was a very, very important story. Because, you know, I don't want anybody to be judged by the color of their skin. I want the law to be applied because it, it, I don't want anybody to be charged just because they're white, just like I don't want anybody to be charged just because they're black. It doesn't make it better. They're yeah. right. Well, I want people to be innocent and to proven guilty. I want there to, I don't want people to be overcharged, and that's what you're seeing abusive. It's abuse. Mm-hmm. And this Brad is not charging criminals. But he charges innocent people. We're talking to Donna so, Jackson, membership director for Project 21 Black Leadership Network. Sorry, Donnie. Go ahead. I'll finish your point if you want. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, we we need to it, – it, the people – this brag is, of course, abusing his office. But the people in the city of New York is allowing him to do that. And they need to stand up because they're going to be next. Yeah. They really need to realize they're going to be next. Well, you know, something that exists now that didn't exist 40 and 50 years ago, um, when, before so much progress had been made in civil rights and in race relations, what we have now is video. We have actual exactly. evidence of what happens, and you would think that that would cause this to be um, this situation to be better than it has been, because, you know, if, if this happened in 1962, then people would hear that it was a black person and a white person and they and in the South or whatever, they could assume whatever they want. But there was no video proof. Now, even when there's video proof, people are, are trying to inject race into it. Yes, they, uh, because they, they, it's always this don't believe your lying eyes, believe, believe the narrative that I give you. And mm-hmm. so people are sitting there and they're going along to get, they're getting along to go along, but we, ha- we have to take a stand. We really do have to stand up for truth. And I think that, you know, all of the bullying that's been happening, you know, all of the name calling, or if you, if you're silent, then it's violence. Or if you don't agree with me, then it's violence. I think that people have to say enough is enough. Because enough really is enough, and we need to stand up for the truth and what's right in this country. It, it makes us something other than American, and it's actually dehumanizing. And I think that we have to really push back. 
and it's going to take people on both sides of the aisle to put down the politics and say, we want the law to be the law. Yeah, and that, if that happens, Al Sharpton's not going to be able to buy so many expensive suits. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, Al Sharpton, I don't know who uh, actually elected him to be <laughs> our civil rights leader. Yeah. I never got a ballot. I'm still waiting on one. So, um, you know, he's just is the self-proclaimed leader of the black community, um, but he doesn't speak for me. He doesn't speak for a lot of people that I know, and he's his voice, believe it or not, is more fringe in the black community well, than as, mainstream. As the comedian Lenny Bruce once said, never trust a minister who owns more than two suits. So I don't know if that, <laughs> if that applies to Al because he's got some $2,000 suits. suits. Yeah, and he's and paying no some church. large money. What's that? <laughs> and no church pulpit. <laughs> right. Hey, Donna, I appreciate you coming on the show. As usual, hope to talk to you again. It's always a pleasure. Okay, thank you. That's Donna Jackson, Project 21 Black Leadership Network. I'll be right back. Attention Medicaid patients. If you're on Medicaid, how would you like if your caretaker was your daughter, your son, your grandchild, or your close friend? If you're on Medicaid, Freedom Care allows you to choose who provides your care, and that caregiver will get paid instantly after their shift. Yes, your caregiver will get paid instantly, and it's 100% free to you if you are on Medicaid. Call 412-455-8465 and ask Freedom Care how to get started with care today. No more worrying about getting care from an aide at an agency. Freedom Care helps you choose who you want to take care of you, and that person gets paid. Call Freedom Care at 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465 to get started today. You get a caregiver you know and trust, and they get paid instantly after their shift, and it's free to you. Start now by calling 412-455-8465. That's 412-455-8465. Or go to freedomcare.com. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow, and now with a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, and coolest pillow you'll ever own. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one, free with promo code STAG. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to get the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. So, what are you thinking for lunch? Uh, I can't. I'm getting new window treatments. So, I gotta go home and wait around all afternoon for a design consultation just to get a quote. It's gonna totally mess up my workday. Why don't you just go to Blinds.com? Because I need custom products. Blinds.com products are made to order and totally customizable. And you get upfront pricing right on their website to easily get your quote online. But I wanna see the products in person. Blinds.com ships samples to you fast and free. They can even verify your measurements and handle the installation. Wow, how convenient. Tell me more. Blinds.com also has a huge selection of stylish shutters, shades, curtains, and options for motorization, even for your patio. Plus, their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Well, you've convinced me. Let's go eat. I've got time now. Shop Blinds.com and save 40% on selected products. Get 40% off selected products right now at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, there have been some uh, stories this week and this in the last couple of days um, showing that there might be some major pushback happening uh, with the transgender movement. And there's another interesting story here, and um, we've been talking about that during the week, and I only have a couple minutes here, but this most recent one that I just saw today, that Major League Baseball is, um, they are going to no longer uh, require players to wear pride-themed jerseys at their games. 
and um, that that's the and it's because the union, some a, a large number of players in the MLB Players Association, they went to the union and said, "Hey, look, you know, we a couple of players. Anthony Bass was one. Uh, he, he was he was ripped for saying he agreed with somebody who said there were only two genders and." He eventually got demoted to the minor leagues by the Toronto Blue Jays. And the players are now waking up finally. Uh, there have been a few players who were, I guess, if, if woke is the word, woke enough to know that they didn't want to wear the jerseys. They weren't going to be required uh, in the NHL or any other league to wear the jerseys. Well, the the union has heard it from enough players, apparently, that they are no longer uh, – they're telling the owners, hey – we don't want to do this anymore. You want a virtue signal, you go ahead and virtue signal, but we're here to play baseball. You can't or shouldn't um, use us to do your virtue signaling. Do it yourself. And and the, the union obviously had enough uh, people telling them that, that they went to the owners because they do represent the players and say, hey, I'm not sure you're doing the players a, a favor here by having these um, these events. But now I see a story that the and I don't I this is the first time I saw this. The NHL has considered banning Pride Nights altogether, uh, which would be great news. Um, and uh, Gary Bettman indicated that the NHL may reevaluate the future of taking a knee to LGBTQ pressure groups and team sponsorship of Pride events. That is good news. Let's hope it uh, comes to fruition. Talk John to you tomorrow. The John Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fa- Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.